Hello, and welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and this is episode four of season two. And I am so excited today to welcome my friend and amazing trainer, Eric Cafferty. He owns the Mecca Gym here in Eagle, Idaho, where we live. And he is sought after, trains some of the most famous, well-known people here in Idaho. And I'm so lucky to have him as a guest today. We're going to ask him all of my questions. And then after the episode airs, we will open it up for you guys to ask him some questions on social media. So without further ado, we'll just jump into the episode. Hey, Eric, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me in my very amazing studio here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So first of all, I would love for you to tell us about yourself and how you got into the fitness industry. So I got into the fitness industry through playing sports when I was in high school. I played competitive ice hockey and then retired from that and started into competitive bodybuilding when I was about 18 years old. Since then, I got my degree in exercise physiology from Boise State University, and I have been coaching and training people for about 10 years now. And I specialize in coaching competitive bodybuilders, competitive powerlifters, and also general population. That's awesome. So you trained some of my past guests like Sarah Wells and Russell Brunson, and they've started to see some results with you, right? Yeah. No, you know, I take great pride in everybody I work with getting, you know, great results. Obviously what I do heavily depends on the client or the individual carrying out my recommendations, but uh, <laughs> That's I'm, the tough part. I'm pretty fortunate in that, you know, mostly all of the people that I work with have great results in one way or another. That's awesome. So it's almost swimsuit season and I'm freaking out a little bit because I want to lose some pounds, but I keep gaining. What are your thoughts on what I'm doing wrong? The first thing we typically look at is both nutrition and activity level. So somewhere there's a gap in you know the amount of calories that you're intaking is greater than what you were burning on a daily basis. So we look at that, look at your daily activity level, look at what you're doing for exercise, and obviously look at your nutrition, see how much you're eating as far as calories go. And then if you know more details than that, then we can step into analyzing, you know, both macro and micronutrients and yeah, take it from there. So let's start with the nutrition piece. What is the perfect macro ratio that I should be consuming in each meal? Well, it really depends on the person and their goals. If you're an athlete, then obviously you're going to be consuming more calories. Typically, a diet more heavily laden in carbohydrates, your your total calorie amount is going to be significantly higher than somebody who's not an athlete. For your everyday average Joe, just looking to lose a couple pounds, the biggest thing is following a nutrition plan and sticking with it. That's probably the, the biggest mistake people make is they're just not consistent in what they're doing. So my biggest problem is staying away from the sweets. I know my weakness and that's it. I know when I was working with you, you were not a big fan of cardio. So I was training for marathons when I used to come see you and you didn't like all the cardio I was doing. 
Well, and that depends on the person and depends on what you're looking to attain. So, you know, somebody such as yourself that needed to build more of a foundation of lean body mass or muscle, we would recommend you drastically cut down on the cardio from what you're doing to train for a marathon. So it really is goal dependent. If you're trying to build, you know, muscle as effectively as possible, then, you know, you're not going to be able to do the amount of cardio you would do to run a marathon. Now, should you still do cardio? Absolutely. It's good for you. It's healthy for you. It actually helps in the recovery process for building muscle, but it's, it's all about the amount and what exactly you are doing for cardio. So we we design you know our cardio recommendations totally based off of the individual and your goal. So in your case, less cardio was definitely necessary. For other clients, a lot of cardio is necessary. So it just totally depends. So I don't really care that much about muscle composition. For mm-hmm. me, it's just like straight weight because when I do run long distances, mm-hmm. It's hard on my joints if I am not at a certain weight. And so for me, a lot of times I just want to drop the weight so that I can be running without putting all of that extra burden on my joints. So a lot of times in that case, the reason why we might reduce cardio is just to reduce the amount of stress on the body. And oftentimes your body builds up a tolerance, so to speak, from the amount of cardio that you're doing. So you actually don't burn as many calories doing that activity as you might want to. So we change the modality and then do concentrate a little bit on building muscle, both from a structural integrity standpoint and the more muscle mass you have, the easier it's going to be to lose body fat. Okay, so let's go back to the macros. So for a healthy client who's trying to just kind of, you know, tone up and get ready for swimsuit season, what would you tell them in a day as far as how many carbohydrates, proteins, and fats to consume? So it totally depends on body size. So if we take a, say, normal female that's, you know, we'll just take a stab in the dark and say uh, 140. 50 pounds, 160 pounds. So if you got a hundred or hundred or 150 to 160 pound female that say, you know, five, four, it's about average height. Typically that individual will feel most comfortable closer to the 130 mark. If you were to take a survey, I'm sure that would be pretty accurate. And so, you know, for that person, their lean body mass is, you know, hopefully over a hundred pounds. If it's not, we'd want to work hard to get there. Um, just because because that's a good base for that person. And so it really all depends on how much they have been eating recently, and then we can adjust off of that. But if they just had absolutely no clue, typically I have people take three-day diet journal, basically, and write down what they eat for three days. Say, you know, she was eating, you know, say 60% carbs and, you know, 20% protein, 20% fat. You know, we would definitely manipulate that right out of the gates. Say that person was eating, you know, maybe 1,500 calories at that. Well, you know, that person should be burning far more than the 1,500 calories they're averaging on a day. Now, granted, they probably splurge on the weekends and eat a little bit more than that. But what that tells us right off the get-go is that metabolically speaking, that person is not in a good spot, meaning they are not burning as many calories as they 
they should. So what we'll do for that person is start basically reverse dieting them or start metabolic upregulation. So we're basically going to adapt their body to eating more calories over a period of time very slowly and carefully. And there's, you know, different ways that we can approach that. But typically we will increase carbs and fats and protein all at the same time to where we get them maintaining their weight on closer to what we call their, you know, their theoretical burn or their total burn for the day. And then once we do that, and typically through that time period, they actually will lose body fat and be eating far more calories than they were before and in a better ratio. So the ratio is totally dependent on the person as well. If it's just a normal, healthy person, typically speaking, will be like 40, 40, 20 as far as percentages, 40% carbs, 40% protein, 20% fat. But I never stick specifically to that ratio. I'll manipulate it as I see fit and depending on how much muscle mass they have and how much they weigh. For that person, the protein amount usually lands between 120 and 140 grams a day. Fats typically end up over the 50 grams per day mark. 50 grams a day of fat is typically a minimum and then carbohydrates to make up the rest. So then that can somewhat be determined by preference, but that's the general So I remember from when we were working together, you always had me eating more food than I was used to, which was kind of crazy. But from what you were just describing, it sounds like you're sort of in opposition to the idea that you take out, cut out carbohydrates and raise your fats. So what... Tell me about that. I mean, it's all about how you want to get to the proper amount of calories, really. There's really no benefit towards doing keto or like, say, low fat one way or the other. You just need to get the proper amount of calories. And there are particular instances which will benefit you doing a higher fat or a lower fat diet or a higher carb or lower carb diet, depending on the person. But generally speaking, the best breakdown of carbs and fats is going to be the one that the person can stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to not give people excessive amounts of fat, such as keto, because it's just unnecessary and it's really hard for people to stick to. And so I, I basically program based off of the person's body type and goals. Typically, I won't recommend keto unless there's health circumstances that lend itself towards doing keto. Got it. So I remember you were big on vitamins. You So tell us what vitamins are the most important for us to be getting every day. <clears throat> well, getting the proper micronutrients in each day is difficult to do just from food. And I definitely don't recommend a ton of different vitamins, but getting baseline levels of certain ones is definitely beneficial for your health. And and that's what we're looking out for more than anything is somebody's overall health level. So, you know, I'm just a big fan of doing the basics. Good quality vitamin is the biggest key. So no matter what vitamins you are taking, they need to be third party tested. It can't just be some brand from, you know, off the shelf from Walmart, unless it's a reputable brand that's third party tested. But, How do we know if it's third party test? Uh, there will be labels on it and you can also look it up online and it'll tell you which definitely sites that review vitamins. Examine.com is a good one. But you can go on there and, and look at um, typically on the label if it's a certified brand. There's a few different companies that do third party testing now. But once you, you figure that out, then it just comes down to getting basics covered. So the ones I recommend are multivitamin, fish oil, vitamin C, calcium, 
magnesium D blend. I will recommend D by itself and then magnesium by itself as well. And then for athletes or people looking to gain muscle, creatine is a great one. It's totally safe. And then stimulants can be helpful as well. Mainly a little bit of caffeine has definitely been shown to increase workout quality and also help increase your metabolism. So caffeine from like a pre-workout or green tea or what's your favorite source? Of um, you know, whatever coffee. the individual likes most. Yeah. I mean, people do do coffee. There are good pre-workouts out there. I'd recommend one that is full disclosure on the label. So nothing that has a proprietary blend because then you know what you're getting in the product. But yeah, whichever, you know, source of caffeine you like the most that gives you the best quality energy, then I would go with that one and then just don't overdo it. Cool. So how much water should I be drinking every day? Does that depend on my body weight? It does. Um, Typically, I'll tell, give the recommendation of an ounce per pound of lean body mass. So if you know your lean body mass or your body fat percentage, then you can get a more accurate number. If you don't, typically for an average female, you're looking at like 100 to 130 ounces. And this is for somebody who's actively exercising, obviously. And then for males, anywhere from 130 ounces up to, I drink about 250 ounces a day. You can't see this because it's a podcast, but I just took a giant chug of my water after you said that. So I, so you work with fitness competitors. That uh-huh. seems interesting to me. Can you tell us any like funny stories about working with fitness competitors? <clears throat> like what is that like day in and day out? You know, it, it's really fun, actually. I enjoy my job a lot actually or else obviously I wouldn't be doing it anymore (laughs) I I do love going to work every day and part of that is because fitness competitors are typically very self-motivated they tend to listen very well they tend to take advice very well and they basically just exercise everything that we would do with a, a general population client to extremes so you know they're able to over a time period of years get their body to you know extreme shape in a lot of ways so as far as funny stories go I don't know if I have a ton of funny stories definitely my job is definitely interesting I have a lot of people sending me very scantily clad photos all the time which you know normal people would find really weird but I'm really desensitized to that so you know it's it's not like your doctor thinks it's weird when they're giving you a checkup that's right. kind of how I think about you it get so booty shots on a regular I, I get booty shots on the reg um <laughs> Um, and honestly, it's it's totally normal. We're, you know, we're analyzing their body for how we can, you know, manipulate it most effectively. So I, I think about the human body a lot differently than most people do and, and trained to see things that other people don't see and be very hypercritical of every little detail and being able to manipulate those to make that person fit a very specific criteria. So I'd love to hear like your number one success story. Like when did you take like a totally unfit person and make them just so muscly and ready to compete or do you have any like awesome success stories like that? I mean I have a lot of awesome success stories. I've taken a lot of people that have been interested in getting in shape and taken them to or at least guided them and helped them along their journey to achieve things that they didn't think were possible. It happens all the time with a lot of the powerlifters that I coach. People that came in not even able to squat bench or deadlift and then they end up setting state records. I have 
have a 46-year-old client that has broken multiple state records as a female and, you know, will be competing at nationals this year. I have people that have lost hundreds of pounds. I have people that have won pro cards in various federations. I coached a, well, an 11-year-old to 12 national powerlifting records so there's yeah there's been a lot there's a lot of pro cards there's a lot of national record holders there's yeah i mean i am especially proud of of etta she's our she's 12 now but when last year she she cracked uh 12 national records in her weight class so it's pretty incredible they actually wrote starting really young yeah is it safe to lift weights that young absolutely Hmm. yep when done correctly under proper guidance it's not even close to as dangerous as playing football so (laughs) yeah i hear you so you just got appointed head of something i saw so i'm now the idaho state chair for the usa powerlifting and it's a a national powerlifting organization feeds into the ipf which is a world level powerlifting federation that they're hoping to get into the olympics at some point soon, they've been talking about it for a long time. Hasn't happened yet, but we're hopeful that, that happens at some point. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a 100% drug tested. Yeah, great organization. Happy to be a part of it. And so we are going to be promoting about four powerlifting meets a year out of my gym. Some of them will be at the gym. Some of them will be at other places. But it's a you know it's a great sport. A lot of people get really into it. I've competed in several meets myself, and it's a lot of fun. So that's not the thing. Fitness competitor. That's like lifting weights. So that's lifting weights. Powerlifting is specifically squats, bench press, and deadlift. Hmm. It's just those three lifts. So totally different ballgame. And obviously we utilize those for training to compete in fitness type competitions. Great foundational movements for everybody to be able to do. Yeah, totally different. It's almost complete opposite. Totally performance based. Does not matter what you look like. It's all about how much you can squat, bench, and deadlift. And there are age, weight. Yeah, age and weight categories basically. So you have all the way from youth to master's level and then obviously weight classes so depending on how heavy you are you compete against other people that are your similar weight whereas fitness competitions you're pretty much only focused on a particular look to fit a criteria depending on what division and what federation you decide to compete in and they don't care how much you can squat bench and deadlift (laughs) only how much you look like you squat bench and deadlift so awesome so that's an impressive professional resume we're going to switch gears real quick and get a little bit personal So your wife, Casey, she's a hottie. (laughs) She's competed before. Did you train her? Yep. So I coached her. I met her in 2010. She had just moved back to Idaho from running track for Wichita State, and she suffered a pretty severe hamstring injury. Hadn't been able to rehab completely from it and was just mostly running at the time. I was actively competing in bodybuilding competitions at that time I just got done competing when I met her and she was interested so I recommended she wait a couple years but after a couple years I I coached her and she she won her pro card in in two years time so she's she's pretty gifted she's got really good genetics and a really really great work ethic so 
It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Is it hard to train your spouse? Like, I know when my husband tells me stuff to do at the gym, I'm like, get away from me. You know, she and I have a really good, healthy relationship, and she listens to me really well. I, I won't say that that's possible. for Yeah, well, <laughs> or for every couple, because you don't necessarily establish that relationship off the get-go. And I, I definitely don't just boss her around all the time with everything, but she knows all the advice I give her is in her best interest and she trusts me and so we make it work so you guys have two very adorable little boys together right three Mm -hmm. and one i've met i think the older one Mm -hmm. so cute but if you were to ensure that your boys knew one thing that you stood for what would that one thing be oh boy that's a that's a big loaded question i would say integrity more than anything. Oh, my last guest said integrity as well. That's awesome. Yeah. What is integrity to you? Well, you know, I just look at it. I mean, and that it can mean a lot of different things, obviously. But I look at it as always being truthful, staying true to your word, and doing right by everybody around you, basically. Awesome. So. Awesome. So you and I have talked about service and getting kind of the fitness community into service and some ideas like that what why does that what does that mean to you or why is service important to you or how do you how do you serve so using the platform that you know that we've all been given you know one of them being social media the other being access to a large group of people at my gym we are always doing things to to serve others and help others and we've done work with several charities we promote a strongman event every summer called mecca strongest man Um, strongman's another sport that we participate in and and have all the equipment for at my gym and i've got some great strongman competitors that help us run and promote this meet and every year we donate all the proceeds to veteran-based charity so the past three years we've donated donated to a charity called wishes for warriors and we've been able to donate about eight thousand dollars a year to them through that event so pretty good chunk of money this year it's june 22nd and it will be hosted at my gym the mecca gym here and um it's in Meridian and the charity we're going to donate to this year is called Homes for Our Troops and so all the money that goes to them goes back into building homes for disabled veterans and so we actually have a couple that have been done in this area so we're just looking to donate them some money to help out those those people and we've also donated to the idaho peace officers memorial we've done t-shirts and, and donated all the proceeds to them we do blood draws very frequently at the gym through the red cross we've donated to numerous other organizations camp rainbow gold we've done there's a ton of them i'm blanking out on all of them but yeah (laughs) that's awesome there's too many to list yeah there's there is a lot to list but yeah we're always doing things to help other people i love it i love it so of all the things you're working on right now what are you most excited about business or personal either one and with the gym right now we're looking to expand and grow obviously and so that's coming up and we're really excited about that we're always hiring new trainers to help support our growing audience and then personally my oldest just started preschool so that's pretty exciting (laughs) pretty thrilled about that but i'm also going to be getting my master's degree starting here pretty soon 
Awesome. I'm excited about that. That's exciting. Very good. We'll support you in that. And where can my listeners find you or your gym if they want to work with you? What's the best way to get in contact? So obviously I'm on social media. So it's just my name, Eric Cafferty, on Facebook and Instagram. And also the Mecca Gym is on both of those platforms. So you can get a hold of us there or me on there. My gym is at 750 South Progress Avenue in Meridian. So it's right off the Meridian exit. And yeah, you can walk in. We're, we're open 9 to 7 Monday through Friday and 10 to 2 on Saturday. Come check it out. It's a very nice gym. Very well kept. Well, thank you so much for your time today. This has been really informative and awesome. And I hope that all of my physically minded, fitness minded friends will find you and contact you if they're interested in working with you. And we will keep following you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. It's awesome. So I just loved that interview with my friend, Eric. He is super knowledgeable and good at explaining the why behind the decisions that he makes with your fitness and nutrition plan. I had a great experience training with him, but he's gotten so big now that when you go to his gym, he's got lots of very well-trained trainers for you to work with, but I really enjoyed working with him personally and am grateful for his friendship. So it seems like I've been doing a lot of kind of fitness episodes and this podcast isn't really about fitness except for it's up leveling your life in the areas of physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental. We've been focusing a lot on the physical because it is still the beginning of the year and hopefully you guys have not given up on your physical fitness New Year's resolutions. I know I have been on the verge, but I'm still holding tight and I wanted you to have as much information as possible so that you can make educated decisions about your physical fitness and nutrition and make great goals because also swimsuit season is right around the corner and I want you to have all of the information and tools that you need to get that swimsuit ready body for summer. So I'm grateful for both Joanne Lee Cornish and all of the information that she shared as well as Eric Cafferty and all the information that he shared. And while it isn't all the same, it's all good information and hopefully you can take and use whatever works the best for you. That's all I have for you today. Just a reminder, if you haven't gotten your tickets for the bachelor finale party, hurry up. I have been speaking to some bachelor alums and so I would not be surprised if there are some there. Also, I have been getting donations for prizes to give away at the commercial break. So that's going to be really fun. And of course, the food provided by Whitney Fredine events is going to be just crazy awesome. I mean, just coming to see it, much less taste it, is going to be a treat. So definitely join us for that. We're also gearing up for the boutique. So excited about this being my last boutique I'm going out with a bang. It's going to be the best that I've ever done. People often ask me who I'm excited about. And I have to say, there are so many vendors that I'm really, truly super excited about. We have some old, but several brand new vendors to us, all with great products. I think you're going to really be excited by the variety that we have to offer this time. So that is April 11th through the 13th. Also, my live in-person workshop. I'm getting really excited for that, getting the material and curriculum ready for that. We should really have a life-changing, amazing 
experience. I'm so excited for that. My mom might even come for it. So getting really excited for that. As soon as the bachelor finale party is over, we'll put up tickets for the live workshop. So be looking for that. And our guest next week, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. If I get approved, I'm super excited, is somebody who lived in the bachelor mansion, smooched Colton and got sent home just before hometown. So I'm a little nervous to announce that because I hope that it really happens. I would be so excited to have that as our next episode. So I'm going to keep it hush hush until I know it's for certain, but definitely tune in next week because whoever our guest is going to be, it's going to be amazing. So until next week, have courage, be kind and stay on the brighter side.